0: I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health, to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Our quote of the day comes from our guest today. Don't get caught up in no thinking look for the yes that is from Bethany Frankel business is personal is the name of her new book the truth about what it takes to be successful while staying true to yourself lots of amazing business advice in here uh heel squad welcome back thanks for being with us yet again today we're going to be chatting with Bethany about her first business book this is her first business book yeah not wild she's written 10 books she's written a lot I know first one for business. So crazy. She's talking about um business and I really love the stories in here of kind of the 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 seed planting, the beginning cuz I'll never forget when I first met Bethany. I'm pretty sure this was the first time because I always have a hard time remembering where I meet people. Um the first time I was on a trip with, I think it was Access Hollywood. We were doing these sandals partnerships, um, which by the way, I'm looking into doing one again with us because they're amazing. Adam Stewart is such a great guy, him and his dad, and they've built these amazing resorts in the Caribbean. And Alyssa and I, soon after my tumor surgery, I think it was like a year later or something. I don't remember. Um, I'm terrible with time. So she and I went to their Overwater bungalows in Jamaica. Oh,
1: okay. Sign Amazing. us up. Thank you. Amazing. Anyhow, wow. so we
0: were on one of these trips. It was a partnership with Access Hollywood, and we were doing um, was it a golf tournament? I can't remember. Something. Maybe it was a golf tournament. Celebrity something tournament. And I'm on the beach laying down, and here comes this woman. Whoosh. You need my book. And then she's like signing her book or, or, yeah, signing her first book. I think it was Skinny Girl. I think her first book was Skinny Girl. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this woman? And oh she's my just... god! And actually, no, another time, because she's, you know, she's got this huge energy force. Oh, yeah. She came and she gave me cookies that she had baked. So that was probably part of <laughs> Bethany Bakes back in New York at the Soho House. Oh my God. I remember I met her there too. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, so she, I mean, she was a bull. She was a bull. She didn't take no for an answer, like the quote said. Wow, and, and you'll so, have to tell her that. I think she would love
1: to hear that story.
0: Yeah, it's wow. it's so interesting. So there was something in here. She talks about how people don't ever get to hear the full success story of like the seed planting and all of that, right? Um, but you know, this is a woman who, when she had her Bethany Bakes business, um, would watch Food Network shows and wait for the credits to get the producer's information and the production companies and reach out to them, get their email addresses, find the producers, and then send them baked goods, like cookies and stuff. And she's like, I never got a show, but I was building contacts. I was becoming known. Now this isn't someone who came from means, right? She really did it herself. And she was a one woman marketing machine. And and I was so blown away at how bold she was because I was so shy. Like I wrote my first book. I'm like, oh, you want it? Okay. <laughs> and she's like, you need my book. <laughs> I was wow. like, okay. That person becomes memorable. Doesn't be- doesn't mean that that has to be your approach friends if that's what you're you're doing something you need to market or build uh, everything has to stay within your own integrity and she talks about that right but um, but that's how she built this amazing brand she just didn't take no for an answer she didn't think that anybody was discriminating against her sorry I have an itchy ankle I don't know why I think a bug got me um she didn't you know she didn't think about anything she was kind of seabiscuit it was like push, we going one way. I love it. And, and she's also okay with, she, you know, she calls herself a, a hamster, an idea hamster. So she's constantly engaging in new ideas and trying new things. So I'm super excited for this conversation because she always has really great nuggets. I just saw her recently at live with Kelly and Ryan because she was filling in as well. So uh, I think we can take a quick break and we'll be right back with Bethany Frankel. Oh, it was funny. I was. I started the show. I was talking about how one, of the, some of the first times I met you, and how bold you were, and really? how much it really left an imprint in me because I was always shyer, and so you were a totally different, you know, um, person. Animal. Yeah, and so I remember at Soho House, you came over and you had all your cookies. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you were like, you need to try my cookies. And I was like, hi. (laughs) Like, you just have so much energy. And then there was a time we were all at Sandals with Access Hollywood. Beaches. Yes. And I'm on the beach laying in the sun, and you just come out of nowhere with a book. And you're like, you need my book. And you're autographing the book. And I'm like, oh, my God. I would never, ever have expected that experience. I would never think to do that, but also everyone's different, but it was such a great example of, of just going for it. And really you became known. Like you talk about the story about, um, reaching out to the food network people, and and finding their info and sending them baskets. And you're like, I didn't get a show, but I was becoming known. You were leaving very clear footprints everywhere you went where we had to know you no matter what. Like you were just there. It was That's really cool.
2: That's interesting. That's an interesting way to describe it. It's true because, I, I mean, I talk about a career being layered. So you know, there are so many different layers. So you, you do one thing and you do one type of television show and you bring in that group and then you, you work on philanthropy and that's a different person you're speaking to. And you write a book or do a podcast and those are different people. And, and you know, you're a contestant on the apprentice and you connect with Mark Burnett and then 10, 15 years later, you're on shark tank and you see Mark Burnett again, who, if you hadn't developed a good relationship or left some sort of lasting imprint on you probably he would say we don't want her for shark tank and then you produce a show with him like there's just so many layers to a good career and mm-hmm. as you say that i cringe not because i'm self conscious about it but because i was broke and i was in my late 30s and i i had no choice but to do that and i don't like to walk up to people and there's nobody who has anything that i want now but That was it. And I did the same thing to Lance Bass at Polo and the Hamptons. I did the same thing to Bobby Flay and the food. You know, I had, I had nothing. I was no one. I had to go get it, like go out and get it. And you don't have a kid. So you don't have to struggle between, you know, being home and being a mom and, you know, or being a partner to someone. You just are out there. You have one job and it's go fish
0: yeah, so that was what I did. I have the chills just hearing you talk because I was saying you were like sea biscuit. It was just right. like there was no other way you were going to get in there, and yeah. I just think it's it's really inspiring because uh, a lot of us are scared. And you weren't. And that's why you had the success that you've had. And I think it's a really great example to share with people. And again, everyone's going to be different. And I think there are different roads and not everybody's going to have to do it that way or should do it that way. It should be organic to who you are but that is who you are. You are not going to take no for an answer. You're not going to be deterred by a no. I might be deterred by a no. Oh, I will. Excuse me. I will be deterred by a no way faster than you ever will be. For you, it's almost like it feels like fuel.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I there was a man yesterday who came up with a couple of really big inventions, and I said something, and some people come from a place of no, their first reaction is to just say, well, that happened because of that other thing. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's not, that doesn't matter to me. This thing is really interesting. Like if you have the courage of conviction, it's effectively, if you have a good idea, if you know, you've got what it takes, you have to push it through, but you could really hit a brick wall. Then you have to find another way and you dig a hole. You have to, you know, find, and there are bad ideas and there are failures that I've had where I had to stop and give up that thing. But it's the courage of your convictions and it's the delivery it's 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 the uh, the fact that you just they're investing in you so you 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 don't even you remember the cookies but I probably said another bunch of things to you other places but it was you remember me more than the book or the cookies Mm -hmm. so it's about me it's not about I'm not successful because I was on a television show I'm successful because or because I had a, a margarita I'm successful because I connected connected. You and left so an imprint.
0: That,
2: so you, to your point, people can do it in their own way. They can be the person that was, you know, the silent assassin sitting back, observing everything or said one smart thing, a whole meeting or an elevator ride. It's your own style, but it's to be compelling in some way and connect.
0: rating and a comment on apple podcasts that's amazing second you could join the better together with maria menuno's instagram page third you could share the show with a friend in need and finally for as little as ten dollars a month please join our patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers ad-free episodes of our show and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to patreon Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Yeah. You know, you were talking about um, the different businesses that didn't succeed, like your Pashmina business. It was like successful until it wasn't. I'd be curious for people to hear, and even for myself, you know, once someone succeeds as wildly as you did with Skinny Girl and with, of course, everything else, Housewives and Apprentice and all of that. What since then, like how many failures as opposed to wins have you had? Because a lot of people would tend to think, oh, anything she touches is going to work now, but that's not the case. And what's funny is we never see those failures. Only you generally see them.
2: Right. Um, You know, and also do you consider them a failure? Like there's so many ways to think of something. And I mean this, I would tell you, I'll tell you the truth about anything. You know that. So I did a talk show. And a year before I did the talk show, I was was having massive anxiety because I just thought I'm going to be pulled and plucked. And it's not my personality to have a pit crew on me at 730 in the morning asking about lunch and my decollete and the color of my lip gloss. It's too many people. I don't love people that much in that way in close proximity. So when I started it, I was also going through a nasty, brutal divorce. The show got relocated. I was the two executives got fired and I was in a juggernaut thing that wasn't my personality to be cheery. And when we come back and florals for spring. So that only lasted a year, but on my honor, I was conflicted because I wanted it not to get picked up, but I wanted it to get picked up for all the people that want needed the job. Ju- I, I was very conflicted, but so by people publicly, they might think that's a failure because I did not get picked up. So that is a failure. That show failed. But for me, that was not a failure. Um the cookie business, I had to shut it, I had to get off the treadmill. I wasn't big enough to afford to have someone bake it. Sorry, my daughter's sick and her phone's breaking to bake, to bake um in a in a baking facility. And it was I spent too much money. I was spending good money after bad and I had to shut that down. So that did not succeed. And it's funny because I made so much money on the Pashminas, but then when we were expanding, I didn't i didn't know anything about business. So I didn't know not to expand so quickly or that the pajamas and the ponchos pulled down the money we made from the shawls or that people would come to copy shawls because they started in Neiman Marcus, but then you'd buy them on the street. How would I know that? This is all case law. It doesn't matter if you start being an entrepreneur at two years old or 40. If you haven't been through it, you don't know. So, um, but then since my big success, um, I've launched in categories that d- didn't succeed, but they were like not protecting the realm and they were mistakes to launch. in. I don't really eat lunch meat. So to launch in lunch meats, because an agent tells me that we're launching in, in Walmart and it's a multi-billion dollar partner. And I talk about getting tempted by the shiny objects. That is not a success because it, we did the deal. And it didn't continue. And guess what? If I was making millions and millions of dollars, I'm sure I would have continued in the daily meets, but I wasn't into it because it felt weird. Mm. And so sometimes I guess they're failures by other people's metrics, but there's nothing that I want to do well that I love that's a failure. But also if I, I won't think of it as a failure because it wasn't supposed to be, meaning I just got this major TV show that is perfect for me and I can't discuss it yet, but I, I talked to them about it and I thought, well, this is actually perfect. But then I let it go until I hear whether it happened or didn't, because if it happens, it's supposed to be happening. And if it didn't, it was not mine to have anyway. So mm-hmm. that's how relationships should be. That's how the whole thing should be. It's just that I don't hold on that tight. I'm not desperate for anything. Like I want the path to reveal itself. If I do everything well that I'm really passionate about, and that I care about, it will do well. If, if, if I don't care and it's a failure, I, I don't know if that's a failure. Cause I didn't care that. Like I didn't want it. So I sort of, Did you of always have that, about that?
0: Did you always have that mentality though, Bethany, or did you f- evolve to that?
2: I've devo- developed that and evolved to that. And okay. it's well, yes, but I was broke. So I needed things that mm-hmm. like I, you walked into that casino and you needed to win. And it's not a great place to be. So you're interviewing for the apprentice and you need to make it on that show, that first season when I didn't make it on, and you're to the bottom low because you're still broke, you're still bouncing checks, you're still not able to afford a taxi. So that was your ticket out, theoretically a job. Then when I was a runner up and didn't win from Arthur Stewart and was gonna get that $250,000 job, that was a ticket out. So when you ne- when you're needing it, it's different. And so I'm in a luxurious position. But even then when something didn't happen, Two days after being bummed out, I was excited about the next thing. Like I was never wallowing. So I always knew that it hadn't been meant to be my disastrous divorce. It was supposed to be happening that way because I'd be able to communicate with people later about whatever that experience was, whatever you've been through, that you've been through horrid experiences. I'm sure now you're on a different side of it and you do see some value to these horrible things that have happened to you.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you, you
2: Maria? I mean, you. Yeah.
0: No, I know. Yeah, I got it for sure. Do you feel like through these tough experiences that you not only got new perspective, but you were able to see why those things had to happen to you?
2: I don't know that they had to happen, but they happened. I mean, it's the same thing I say to people it's graduation season and they get out and they need to know where they're going to be on the road and they have to be, you know, in a garage becoming, you know, the founder of Microsoft and they have to be in the workforce because Shark Tank and it's not true. All of these things that you will learn at any job that you take, if you're a barista, if you're a gardener, it doesn't matter what you do. There are multiple lessons that will help you no matter what career. If you're on television or have a Maria Menounos podcast, whatever those things are will help you. So it's all supposed to happen. All roads are right as long as you're working Hard and smart and efficient and properly on each thing. So, all roads aren't, you're not going to sit on your couch and land in Oz by just being complacent. So, mm-hmm. if you say, I'm taking whatever that is because that presented itself, this is what's in front of me, I'm taking that, and then you go and you do that really well, you'll feel if it's wrong. It won't, your body will reject it, you'll change it, or you'll feel if you're learning something and you're growing, but it should not be so rigid and it should not be so loose. You just have to have, you have to put your best into everything you do.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you, like, for example, you know, I, we talk a lot about kind of childhood traumas and things that, have formed us and then made us act in a certain way in our lives. At least that's what I've seen, right? Where I now look back after doing so much work and I'm like, oh my God, that was like little Maria reacting in these situations or little Maria being a victim in these situations. And and you get to see how that kind of ran your ride and the same kind of things kept happening and happening and happening till you stopped it and fixed it. Have you gotten to that?
2: Oh, the intervening. I mean, that happens the most in relationships for me. Um, I, it's clear as day why I've struggled with relationships based on what I've not seen in a relationship and based on my childhood. So that's something you have to intervene in. It's in your body. It's your muscle memory. Like it's just what's there on a cellular level. So it's almost counterintuitive. It's almost it's almost impossible to do something and like just live a healthy relationship when you haven't seen it. So you have Mm -hmm. to really work hard to do that. So I see that all the time. And yeah, to be, you know, other people aren't such hustlers, such fighters, such survivors as I am, but they also didn't grow up the way that I did. So it's hard to say you have to act like you're going to live in 13, you've lived in 13 different schools. You're going to have no possessions you'll ever You know, you'll have no childhood possessions as an adult. You're going to always be moving, always be disorganized, always be chaos, gambling, alcoholism, bulimia, you know, not me, what I've seen, and abuse. I mean, this is what you have to, you have to act in your business as if you've been a victim of all that stuff. It's impossible. So some of the negative things in our lives, you know, you can channel into something unique, but it's certainly hard to recreate
0: Yeah. Have you been able to like work through any of it and heal any of it? Like, have you done any like trauma work or any kind of like EMDR or somatic work? Nothing like that. I haven't
2: done trauma work. I'm in therapy and I talk about that a lot because you have to feel the feelings instead of solving the problem and just describing what's happened, which I'm very good at. Mm -hmm. I can assess it and address it and analyze it. But then, you know, that's why that joke about how does it make you feel? you really get down to it, a lot of times we get frustrated or, you know, snappy or different things because it's really about something else because of what you're feeling. So um, I would say being in a trusting relationship helps to heal some of the past, but I have survival instincts that it would be very difficult to break those down. It'd be, you know, almost debilitating. So I haven't fully tackled it. I mean, I feel like that would be like an eat, pray, love, go to India project. I mean, honestly, so, um, I'm aware, but I understand exactly what you're saying and it all makes perfect sense.
0: It's time to make your life a little easier, and to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them, too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it sounds like such an arduous thing to have to feel these things because as overachievers, it's like, just keep that tucked under the bed and let's just keep going over here. Because if we can avoid it, we can just keep going. But eventually it catches up. Like I've just noticed in my life the same cycles would just perpetuate until I finally was able to stop and deal with it and heal. Like you said, it's in your muscles. It's in your chemistry. It's inside of your body. Um, And we talk a lot about that here. So I was just curious about that.
2: Well, Um, well, it's also... The thing is, and this isn't a cop-out, there are some, there are some things, sometimes you can wake a sleeping giant, and you don't, you know, it could be too big, uh, you you don't know, once you go in, you're in, you know, and so many people have to know, I mean, without getting into too much detail, for my daughter, I reconnected with, um, Let's just say a family member, so I don't have to make this if she she hears it. But for, for my daughter, I reconnected with a family member. That is very challenging, and it's not a drawer that I wanted to open. And for me and what I know it realistically is or could be, I did that for my daughter as a selfless act for her, knowing it might not be the best thing for me and that it might be Pandora's box. So now I have to deal with how to handle it. I cannot make a dog a cat and I cannot make this situation. I can't change another person. So for me, it's an exercise in figuring out how to manage that relationship without going in too deep. Like you can't, it's not a Hallmark movie that we can just say at all wounds are going to be healed. You wow. know, I had a father who was on his deathbed and the nanny in hospice and the, the nanny cam, his own friend heard how he spoke to me when I was in the room and was like, holy shit, like, no wonder you're so effed up. Like, it was he was nasty to me to the death. So there are some things that can't just be healed because one side is healed and you just have to do it for yourself. It's sort of like forgiveness is for you, not the other person. All that stuff is totally true. So, but there are certain things that need to be compartmentalized and managed because not everything can be like opened up and excavated without full on, breakdown.
0: Yeah. That's why I like somatic, um, somatic work. Have you heard about it at all?
2: No. What is it? So
0: somatic work. It's great. So we have, I have this great practitioner. I've had him on the show before too. It's like, they take you kind of to the ledge, but they don't let you fall off the cliff. So wow. there have been moments where I've been in session where I'm about to fall off the cliff and he pulls me back. And then I, re- I know that I'm safe to go in and keep experiencing in small ways so that I can keep healing right. what's in the body and Maybe. releasing it, but without going off the cliff because it's really scary. I'm the same way. I didn't want to go in because I'm like, if I go in, I'm not going to come out. There's no way. Right. So um, so I've really That's found that really helpful and useful. Um, and you know, if you're ever curious, Were you
2: having a problem in your life that you said you wanted to like deal with it? Like there must be something that provokes something like that. You did have some sort of meltdown or depressed or something.
0: Um, well, I always knew, I mean, there are childhood traumas that I have to, that I've had to deal with and heal. And yeah, after kind of brain surgery and all of that, I started going down these paths, but it was, it was definitely when my mom was dying, where everything was bubbling up. and I had like a mini meltdown and Gabby Bernstein was like, let me get you with Brian. This is what you need to do. And so for a year I've been working with him every week. And like I said, it'll take you to the cliff. And then when I'm feeling really good, I'm like, I'm feeling really good. I do not want to go anywhere but feeling good because it's taken me so long to get here and he respects it. And then we work on other stuff. But I
2: mean, that's a massive, you've been through two massive traumas and, that's definitely in your body and that's very interesting like i i, I can imagine like what not being able to deal like you, you and focusing finding something great to focus on to work on yourself and have some sort of like metaphysical purpose is really interesting
0: yeah yeah well there were there were the old things and then the ones in front of me like i'm going to lose right. the person yeah. i've devoted my 5 years to keeping alive yeah. So
2: that's a lot to release. And I'm sh- I mean, it's just part of you. But yeah. I mean, that's serious trauma. And you are also just the job you have had, like to be smiley and to be happy. And you have to, I mean, it, it all, it all is baked into this one pie that must be very interesting and Freudian. I mean, I have to say, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm grouchy. I can be bitchy. I can be aggressive and abrupt. Like you're always like cheery and happy and, <laughs> and, and 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 going through what you've gone through is literally the opposite of cheery and happy. It's like trauma and misery. So I feel for you. I mean, that's unbelievable. Thanks. And friend. you have, a, I'm glad you have a good partner Like you've had for a long time. That you trust.
0: Thank God. Oh my God. I mean,
2: you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and your mom was that. So I really, It sounds brutal. I'm really sorry. It sounds absolutely gnarly.
0: Thank you. But I do know that there was so much that came from it and so many lessons. And I think it's the same thing in business. Like you talk about those things that other people look at as failures. There were so many lessons and so many little moments that you can now take with you to help you in your future, future things. I have to ask, um, because we're always about healing here in every way you're in this new place where you're doing this for your daughter, any tips on how to be above whatever the situation was, so that you can survive this experience and thrive I'm, in it?
2: You know, we we're stuck in the dynamics that we had as a kid. So you'll see, you could be a billionaire, chairman of a corporation, and you wither at a parent because of a dynamic that was in, that happened years ago. So I, you know, dynamics with a brother or the, I have friends, I have friends that are very successful that still see me as the young girl who was broke, who couldn't afford to take the taxi. And there's a dynamic of the way that they'll treat you just, so it happens with work relationships, industry things, you know, it, misogyny, it just happens. So as an adult, you have to set boundaries and decide so let's say you're reconnecting with a parent that can be challenging and they're 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 going to do the same things because most people don't change and talk about the same harmful and disruptive things or bring up those things everyone knows an in-law or a parent brings up these things that just are, are to trigger you or dig at you and they're not doing it on purpose it's just who they are my friend's mother's always like oh my god lose weight you eat too much whatever it is okay And you have to intervene and you have to set boundaries. Like something happened where I had to say, we don't, we, uh, you know, I'm an adult, I'm an adult and I'm a parent, I'm in charge of this program. And um, this person said to me that I was five times, you're very lucky. You're so lucky to have someone like Paul. You're so lucky to have someone like bring yourself. And I said, it's not exactly luck. I I chose Paul and worked on Paul and I am a very, very uh, engaged an in, informed parent. So, you know, just a little dig, and then brought up something else that was really like eating disordery and that thing, you know, because you think that things wash away, which they don't. And I said, we don't talk about that at all. Just, I just want you to know that that's not something that's discussed in my house, and that's not something that I permit to be discussed around my daughter. So, these are these like strict boundaries where now you're an adult, like you're not. Or, you know, I would prefer if you didn't speak to me that way. You know, you don't have to be a bitch. You don't have to be passive aggressive, but it's just. You're not accepting that that's the way someone's going to speak to you. You just have to have serious boundaries and respect yourself. And that's how I think about changing, having to deal with a dynamic that may be exactly the way that it used to, but you've changed Mm -hmm. and you don't have to tolerate that.
0: I love that. How do you do that in business though, Bethany? Because I feel like in personal relationships, there are different stakes because no matter what you're still entangled in business, they can get rid of you.
2: Well, in business, they can get rid of you, but you can't live in fear and you can't be in a situation where that dynamic is set up. Mm. And uh, I know someone particularly, you know the two that I'm thinking about in my mind who treated me as, quote unquote, a housewife in very big girl, big man business dealings. And I really course corrected that because I'm a grown ass woman and I've created my own success, and it's happened a lot of times. It happened when I went to go interview for Shark Tank. And they were like, "Well, these are very serious entrepreneurs, and I don't know if you." And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, I, I, you know, I'm not sure how many of them have been on the cover of Forbes magazine. I consider myself a serious entrepreneur, also. But if you think that you know my having been on the housewives will damage us, then I certainly am not a person you should choose. Like, super, I'm unsure of myself, and it's happened with negotiations. And I, Kelly Ripa has talked about this, and Katie, who else talked about it? Uh, Suzanne Summers." that people don't see you coming. Mm-hmm. And and this is the only time I'm ever going to mention it about being a woman, because I don't ever talk about it. But they just think that you just don't got it like a man. Like you just aren't going to be that tough man in that room. And I am. And I don't apologize. And I don't care if it's construed as being a bitch, because it's just being straightforward and it's business. And it's ironic, because my book is Business is Personal. Mm-hmm. And it's entirely personal. But yeah, you can't treat me this way. You can't speak to me this way. And if that's happening, there's a way to say it in a subtle, respectful way in the workplace where you don't have to be the boss, you know, coming at them. You can just say, I'd prefer we handle it this way. You know, it's like passive aggressive light. You have to (laughs) kind of just let someone know it's not quite acceptable.
0: All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way, go to the way T H E O U A I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T H E O U A I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. But do you feel like you've gotten more respect in those moments when you have stood up for yourself?
2: Well, I had a partner say she's tough, but she's fair, you know, and no matter what who any of these people are, They they do not think that I lie. They know that I'm saying that I don't bluff. They have learned that and that whatever I'm saying is exactly that. But it can be uh, jarring and tough because I'm really sweet and cuddly until I'm not. Meaning this is the situation I'm thinking about, which is written about in the book, is when somebody pushed me and pushed me and I was standing my ground. But they thought because I'm just like a girl and you know, a junior person in this work dynamic, which I'm not, I, I, I literally wasn't a junior person in this work dynamic, but sometimes people treat you as if you're the junior person.
0: Well, they want you to see, they want to see you as that. Cause they want you to see you as that.
2: And I, 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 we don't need to get all the words out, but I often, when that's the dynamic that needs to be trained right, right away. This is where the wee wee pet, and this is where it's not. And it happened to me recently, somebody somehow <laughs> in the dynamic, although they are not as successful as wealthy, as relevant as I am, but they're very successful. They came at me to say something and I said, yeah, you might be confused because, you know, I'm good where I am here. So like, you know, you got to level it and it happens with men. That's the honest truth. Mm -hmm. It happens with men in business and, you know, you got to be strong and it's hard. That's the same thing as you saying, you know, you're going to go in too far. It's hard to not, you got to go in. You can't just dip in. I've heard this. I've had major, major Ivy League women working with me that are scaredy cats to talk to the, to the men in the room, like they're scaredy cats. That'll say with me on the phone, what were they're going to say? Then they get on the phone with the men and it's always me. I was to come out and say the thing.
0: Yeah. Well, because we always feel like we're going to be penalized. But what I've learned now is that I don't want to be in that work dynamic anyway.
2: No, absolutely. But you might have to, you don't know it. You got to, sometimes you sign. Oh, I did. It's a bigger cause.
0: I've done it. (laughs)
2: You got to look at the big picture. You got to don't hate the player, hate the game. And you will be, you cannot, not, not everybody's pleasant. Most people are unpleasant. So you, you know, this devil There's another one right around the corner. It's a really great
0: point because I think a lot of us now feel like, oh my God, that person's bad energy. I'm out. So we all just try to live in Pleasantville. And the truth is some of those experiences are going to shape you in good ways as well. But if you go in with some tools, and that's what we do here every day, we're arming you with tools, then you'll have an easier experience or or you'll be able to help shape your experience more.
2: Pros play hard. It's not always going to be fun and it's not always going to be easy. And if it was easy, anybody would be able to do it. So you've got to go through that labyrinth, but that's part of the case law that happened. I'm telling the stories. It's in my book, five minutes before going on HSN, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars of swimwear ordered, paid for. I put it on. I said, this is garbage. I can't sell this. It was like, what you're going on a multi-billion dollar company network and your partners are multi-billion dollar swimwear company. And you're not going on to sell. No. Yeah. fight Men, whatever. No, because this is not, I'm going down the chain. I'm playing chess. I'm like, no, then we sell it. Then they have to return it. They think I've made crappy products. Then they want to sell it to off price stores. The partners do because that what those people don't count. So, so poor people should be wearing crappy bathing suits. Like I was like, no, scrap it. And I ate them. I ate the money and I fought the fight because I was not doing it. It wasn't popular. It wasn't easy, but this stuff is not easy.
0: Yeah. So I want to go back to, um, to kind of setting your boundaries in the workplace. Cause we've been talking about boundaries a lot here and, um, and you know, has, have, have there been negative experiences after you've set your boundaries?
2: You know, when I say, first of all, no, not really, but when I say set your boundaries, it's not talking though and telling people what you, it's, it's by how you lead. It's, it's just things that you don't accept and you just won't keep getting pushed. It's not exactly just saying something. Words are, talk is very cheap. It's, you should say something if something needs to be said, but it's more about the way you live. It's protect the realm. I said it in my book, protect the realm is what are you doing? Who are you? What's your culture? What's the point? What's the business? What's the brand? It doesn't mean you're not stapling papers together or getting coffee if you're starting out. It definitely doesn't mean that. Mm -hmm. It just means who are you as a realistic, not a person now that, you know, because everybody works to the letter of the law and everybody's afraid. Not that person. Just who are you within real life normalcy of how hard do you want to work? How much do you want this? But where's the line? like that should not be crossed. So that's really important. And that can be actions and it can be words. And as far as setting boundaries, um, yeah. Once I set that boundary, people are bullies. So if you set that, they bully, they go, they keep going little digs, little comments, little things, little dynamics until you say basta. Mm-hmm. Now, then they, they, they don't know how to react. It's just shocking because this is a dynamic that's been set up with this muscle that's weak because you haven't been working it out. And then all of a sudden you flex and they are shocked. So it's, it's a dance. It's energy. It's stuff you have to work out, but you got to stay the course and protect your own realm, which is what you are, what your brand is, and what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. And it's not that easy, but it is once you do it, it's easy. It's an exercise that you will learn and it feels so good. And it's not being a pit bull and it's not being, you know, it's not that. It's just, here's the line. Mm-hmm. That's the line. We do not cross it.
0: It's a really great um, message for people to hear because I know for myself, the few times I did stand up for myself, the few times I did kind of shut it down, which took everything I had I know, inside I of me. That. I was shocked at their response. They actually they were
2: shocked that it, you did it.
0: And their words were legitimately, I have so much more respect for you. <laughs> like they were like, oh my God, I've never seen anybody do that to that person or say that or talk to someone like that or, or whatever. And they're like shocked it came out of me. But it it used to come from such a, I mean, I've been beaten by Tyson in the ring for, you know, eight rounds. And now it's finally the beast woke up and said, hell no. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear these experiences for women cuz like you said these Ivy League women are having such a hard time doing it the everyday woman who hasn't gone to an Ivy League school like me and never learned how to do it my parents were janitors where was i gonna learn that so you got to we got to just keep sharing these stories so that people can muster up the courage to do it for themselves
2: well not only for themselves for other people because it, it, you don't even realize how the flow goes so i didn't know so what happened with that experience with the bathing suits was it was driving me crazy and I thought, am I nuts? Like these, how are we gonna sell these? And HSN was lovely enough to get me connected with the woman who ran all the models. And I said, can you can you talk to them and say, am I are these bathing suits ill-fitting? And it turns out all the models, there's a bunch of models that had all said that they were feeling self-conscious and they didn't wanna wear them and they Ugh. were uncomfortable. And, and if they models are clapped.
0: saying that.
2: <laughs> they were all clapping when they heard that I said that. So this thing that I had done that I thought I was speaking to my, a partner, flowed to them and their self-esteem because they were going to have to wear these ill-fitting bathing suits and they were feeling self-conscious about their bodies. And they were like that. She did it. So they'll do it in their lives in some other way. It was just like a thing that. Yeah. It's a domino effect. Yeah. Other people it's leading by example, honestly speaking, it's just a dynamic. It's showing other people how, how it is. It's showing your kids, your friends, your employees.
0: So how is business personal because that of course that grabs you right away from the cover when all we're taught is business isn't personal, business is impersonal. Don't take it personal. So what explain to everyone the discernment there. Wonderful pistachios, <laughs> bonus! Wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts, with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So, on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today.
2: Minus the sweet chili. Well, as Gail King was saying, usually when someone says it's it's not personal, it's business, is when something not great is happening. And it's entirely personal. Like, how could you be very successful and put your passion and your drive and your hours and your nights awake working on something if it's not personal? That just literally is personal. And the trajectory you decide to take in your life, like you're going to spend more than 50% of your life doing this thing or, you know, that's so, how, how is that not personal? The way someone treats you, Um, You spend as much time with these people as you do with your families at work. It's entire, it's just, there's nothing not about business that's personal. Like Mm -hmm. money, it's how you're going to feed your kids. It's what you deserve, your self-worth. It's your self-esteem. It's personal. There's just nothing about it that's not personal. That's why it's so remarkable. Um, It's entirely personal. It's your pride. It's who you are. And it doesn't even matter what you're doing. If If you are taking your clothes off for money, it's personal. You're doing this because you 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 need the money, you want to support your children, it makes you feel a certain way. It's entirely personal. There's just nothing about business that's not personal.
0: Yeah. I I'm curious with your your team and staff, do you make it personal with them?
2: It's very personal because I'm I'm going on a plane with them. I'm getting dressed. They're holding my clothes in many cases. We're talking about my life. I'm I've been on reality shows. It's been a while, but um I don't go into a specific office somewhere that makes it less personal, but you left your kids to go into that office. You know, you you worked on Christmas day at that job, which is, it's, it's personal to you. Um, so yeah, it's very personal. I care about, you know, I'm, that's the point, like the way that I'm shaping my daughter, I help shape young girls careers, what they're, what they go into the world with. They, 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 they are the best trained People in business better than any MBA you can mm-hmm. possibly get because I take the time to say we're going to talk about this this way and this is how and this is why and you don't know but and this I tell them story my assistant now she asks me story sorry my daughter's just sick it's okay answer for me my assistant now she asks me questions about what happened in a dynamic and I tell her the story about this guy that tried to treat me like a second class citizen. And I tell her, she was there for the story for HSN. She saw that good enough isn't good enough. She saw that it wasn't a popular uh, position to take. So this is the example I'm leading and I work harder than anyone that works for me anyone. So they all know that there's not a person in my house. My house staff there's not a driver. There's not a housekeeper. There's not an assistant. There's not a person in this house that work or my life that works harder than me. So that's a good example. Yeah. Because then they don't feel resentful for doing what they're doing. Because I'm, I'm, you know, twice together. your age and working twice as
0: hard. So. Yeah, it's funny. I used to say that with all my assistants too. I'm like, you guys are getting a training that very few get because I will spend the time and I will share and I will teach you and yeah. you guys get the same thing. Um, but, but I know that there are people who believe in business, that everybody, it should be business, that you shouldn't bring them in. And for us, we've always made everybody family because we don't know how else to operate. We're operating out of our house a lot. You know, it's it. I and I think that in in business that you need to care about them as much as you want them to care about you.
2: Well, that's a culture. I was speaking to Stacy, who started Stacy's Peter Chips, and she said that the people who work well there and have been there for years—it's a vibe. Like my number one priority isn't someone's resume. It's um, are you on it? Are you going to? You know, you're gonna you're gonna kill for this job. Are you going to you know be loyal to me? I mean, you know, it could be the most stupid thing. It could be my assistant saying to me before that this dress doesn't look good on me, which is going to be a pain for her. She's gonna have to return this dress, or you know, something that's going to take more time for her. But she's being you know loyal. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. It's about a dress, but that's personal. But um, state the woman Stacey was talking about the culture where she works. And if it's a good culture, I mean, we do laugh a lot here. And I still, I was just talking to my former assistant, Julia, who has a baby who I have got to meet and, you know, the war wounds of, of how crazy the business can be here, uh, are gone. Just what's, what she remembers is like the loyalty and the love and the laughter, you know, my, my, we, we laugh a lot. And so I want it to be enjoyed. I want to be, I want to mm-hmm. enjoy. And I don't, there could be someone who's a genius who I don't want to be on an airplane with laughing. And so I care about the people I work with. I want to work with people that have, you know, that, that connect with the rest of us. So that's sort of what I like, you know, I, 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 I need that to be where we all are working hard, but we understand each other and we're laughing. That's just something that's really important to me. And that feels very personal
1: to me.
0: Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm going to go to the Queens in the booth. Ladies, what do you want to know from Bethany?
1: Bethany, I want to know the best business advice you ever got.
0: Um, uh, didn't you say once that you don't you don't remember because you wouldn't have listened anyway? <laughs>
1: yeah. That's amazing. No, I,
2: I wouldn't have listened, but I mean, I don't know that it was it was this business advice um, that when Ellen DeGeneres said not to buy into the hate or the love, you Ooh. can't just drink your own. And sort of that connects to the rule in my book, which is the wolves at the end of the bed, meaning everything's going great. It's everything's go. Everyone's writing so many nice things about you. You're the second coming. It's so perfect. I, it's not because I'm negative. I don't feel very comfortable in that space because mm. that just means something is coming to hit you in the back of the head with a, with a piece of wood. So I just like to be at 55 miles an hour in that bus. Like I'm not interested in everyone loving me. I'm also not interested in everyone hating me. Um, I certainly don't play it safe by any stretch of anyone's imagination, but I'm not buying into the hate and being mired in that. And I'm not being buying into the love and being mired in that either.
0: So good. Yeah. It's very Yogi ish because Yogi Cameron always taught me. He's like, he's like, don't have highs or lows. Just stay right here. And that's the best place to be. Trevor Moad. God rest his soul. Talked about staying in neutral. Um, I'm
2: a, I'm a monk. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) You are. I was a wise, wise soothsayer.
1: Okay. Bethany, what about who do you go to for business advice? Like if you're like, Oh, I don't know what to do with this thing. Is there someone who you like have on speed dial that you're like, Oh, I trust them.
2: It depends on what it is, but I crowdsource. Um, if it, I will talk to Paul, my fiance about certain aspects. I will call Mark Cuban if it's like an investment or a sort of tech thing. Um, what you know there was a there was a tech company that I invested in series A and series B. And when I wanted to know when to sell because I had a feeling I should sell, Mark told me to sell and I sold out at like 20x, which was great. If it's an entertainment industry thing, like there's a show situation or something I think I should be doing, but I'm not sure. And it doesn't seem like the right vibe, and I just need just a confirmation. That's Kevin uh Huvane at CAA. He's my entertainment industry conciliary. Um, and then I have, uh, my therapist, um, Melinda or Breck, who's more, Bre- Melinda's more touchy feely, you know, nice statement necklace Upper West side therapist. And Breck is more sort of tactical life coachy LA guy that, that you call it is for someone to say what they think. That's more of the emotional aspect, but I'll ask, I crowdsourced with, with, you know, moms all the time. I had an issue where I saw a bunch of kids drunk drinking and then driving, drinking a lot, an excessive, extraordinary amount at 16 years old. And then driving, I called my friend Alex Cohn, uh, for her to ask me what, if she agreed with what I had decided. I muddle it and I decide and then come with a cooked plan and just confirm with these people. if It sounds like a good, a good cooked plan.
0: So good. I love that. Um, one last thing, what, what do you think people would be most surprised about bethany frankel and business
2: most surprised about me is that i'm not really that hungry i'm not i don't have any big goals I, I just do what i like to do and the ideas that i want to execute and i don't have some big giant grand plan and i don't have anything that i all the things that i'm doing are literally putting one step in front of the other mm-hmm. I, meaning I know That's kind the, of how I've always been too. The realm that I want to protect and who I want to be and what I want it to mean, but I have no idea what the colors are between those lines. I wrote the book business personal because I had something to say, not because of any dollar amount, not because I'm going to be famous or rich or any like, just because I wanted to say this thing to the to my to my people because I've talked about other things, and this is now why this is happening. So when I do relief work, it's because I see a problem, and I want to resolve that problem. If I'm doing this next show that I'm doing, it's because it's what I want to be doing, and I think it would be interesting, and on my trajectory of God knows what to God knows where, it's good. When I left reality television for all that money, I didn't want to be there. It's, just, it's very primal and basic. So I don't like, Ooh, I've got this big grid and I'm going to get into that category and I'm going to do this and I'm going to solve this. It's not like that at all. It's just now I'm also over 50 and I don't want to do every single thing. I just want to do what I want to do. And I don't want to do what I don't want to do. And now life's really getting too short.
0: Were you always like that? Because I feel such a connection to that because I never had a big grand scheme plan. I just, I just, I just, I would say, God, just take me where I'm supposed to go, and i oh, just. Oh no, I
2: wasn't like that. Definitely no. not. And I, and I wasn't like this. I, I was not always like this, but I had nothing. I was like hungry as a what? Like, let, let me go be something. Yeah. I just wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be something, do something, succeed at something, achieve something. I overshot the mark. But I, yes, I was always like that. I want to bake these cookies, and I want them to be the best cookies, and I want everyone to like them, and I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to sell these meals and everybody in LA and every actress, which they did is going to buy them. Like, it's just that one thing. I want to produce these events, but the event's going to be the best and I'll be better than anybody else. And I'll make more money doing this thing. And I did that thing. And then you just keep going, but there has not been like a big, I want to be the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I want to be Oprah. I want to be a billionaire. I want to be none of that at all. Just yeah. let's keep going. Cause that's suffocating to me. Yeah, I don't because then it's obligations. Like I want to say like no to more things and just do things that I really, really know that I love.
0: Okay, Bethany, I lied. I have one more question. What do you do for your health and wellness every day?
2: (laughs) I drink vodka for my (laughs) mental wellness because I think it does help. Uh, That is true. So I try to prioritize sleep. I get massages. I feel like I, well, I I have a very healthy relationship with what my version of a healthy relationship with food and exercise is. Meaning for me, I won't exercise for weeks and sometimes months. And then when I can, and I have the bandwidth and the time I'll exercise every day. I try to sleep, but I have a better relationship with not sleeping. I'm not going to die it's going to be okay if I didn't sleep or before I would then be in the mania of beating myself up about it I try to eat well and and I eat junk too but like don't binge and have a good relationship with that so the balance of health and non-health and vodka and not drinking three vodkas is my health my just not being because i think even pe- people who are militant and crazy about it, i'm green juicing and i'm only organic and i'm macrobiotic and i'm blah blah iotic blah, and i'm keto and all this bullshit that's unhealthy to mm-hmm. be so psychotic and rigid about whatever it is is another land of it's, hel- it's unhealthy healthiness
0: i'm i'm seeing more neutrality there i like it i'm the same way i'll work out for a while then i won't i'll Eat healthy today. Tomorrow I might have some French fries and a cheeseburger from Shake Shack because I die for them. And but it's a balance. It's like okay, I'm not going to do it every day, but I, I give myself the room to just live.
2: Right. If I had to be like, I got to bring my clothes and I got to wake up and I got to work out at the gym in that hotel four o'clock in the morning before that would not be good for me. And I don't do most shows in the morning, not because um, I don't get up early. I woke up at six today. I don't like to feel like I have to be somewhere mm-hmm. It me massive. I mean at past nine o'clock. Yeah. But like massive anxiety, lack of sleep. Like it, it's, it's not for me, like doing a five o'clock in the morning show or having to be somewhere at six is not great. So you
0: probably don't like to have um, even social engagements in your calendar. You're probably more spontaneous then, right.
2: Another, I don't go. So do you, what would surprise people about me is I go no. like nowhere (laughs) ever do i unless i'm being paid and it's funny because tonight i have a barnes and noble virtual event with katie kirk and my publicist said to me oh this other thing i turned down because she says no to everything for me the only time i'll go is if she says i think you should go and then we argue back and forth about it and i don't go um (laughs) is that there's i'm a watch collector so this is so random i never go and i leave live in the suburbs so i never go into the city so tonight, after this Barnes & Noble event, I said, I will go to this watch collector event tonight. She was like, what? You go to nothing? What are you talking about? Because I now know today that I have the bandwidth to do that yes. one thing later tonight yes. because I, I like watches. But it's to, for her, it's like a Martian landing in her office today. She's <laughs> like, what? It makes no sense that you would go to this. Yeah. Nothing. Now you go to this weirdo
0: thing. We have so many things in common after this interview. I'm dying because I'm the same <laughs> way. If I see something on my schedule that's person like a personal engagement, I get so much anxiety because I'm like, uh, huh. then I have to make sure I get up in time. I have there's so much planning because I look at everything as seriously as I do for work. Right? Everything's a call time. Everything's yeah. a. And so I like nothing on the schedule, and I like same. to feel how I feel and say. Oh, let me reach out to Bethany. I'm in New York. I see she's here. Let's maybe see if we can see each other. And you just in the moment, can you do it now? Great. Let's go. You want to go to dinner right now? I feel good. Let's go.
2: (laughs) We did that in New Orleans. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. Well, Bethany, the book is great. Uh, Friends, business is personal. The truth about what it takes to be successful while staying true to yourself. Uh, It's a quick, amazing read. Very, very full of incredible tips. Um, we'll put the link of everything you need for this book and Bethany's Socials in the uh, summary of this. And of course, uh, I can't let you go without telling you how incredible, yet again, you have been in a crisis with Ukraine and the amazing work you've done there. Like You are literally changing the world with Be Strong and you're showing people what real... Um, on the ground work is not just kind of like surface shit you are totally digging in so deep it's so impressive um and so i i really commend you for all the work that you're doing with that
2: thanks maria let's get let's get together when you're in town just say it and then we can cancel on each other
0: (laughs) (laughs) and we both understand (laughs) exactly all right so i think uh, we have a lot of those things in common, which is so cool. Um, and I think it was really helpful to kind of go down the journey that we did. I feel like a lot of people ask her the same stuff every time I was watching some of these interviews and I didn't know how I was going to approach it.
1: Yeah. I really loved
0: that. It just kind of happened and I really liked it.
1: It was a great, I, f- I feel like, and Pooch, tell me if you agree. I kind of felt like I was just like listening in on friends, having a conversation. Like when you guys went to the therapy, st- like it's just like real people. St- Stuff, but we look at you guys like, oh my gosh. But then you do this a lot with a lot of your friends. Like, I remember when you and Jana were talking, I loved that conversation too. It was very just like. No, you guys are real people with real life things, and I really thought that was a great conversation. I learn more from stuff like that, I think, than just like the basic, you know, business. Here are the tips. Here, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: I think also it's nice to see everybody is just a person, right? Yeah. Um, and and health is a really great equalizer. So when you start getting into those things, now it's like it's just a person and their experience. But I know when I was reading in the book, she was talking about how she still sees herself as that young, poor girl. And I find that really fascinating because I think we all do. So just know that no amount of money, no amount of success is really going to change who you are inside, who you are inside is always going to stay the same. So if there are things you need to fix and heal, you're going to still have to fix and heal those later. If there are great things about the, you know, who you are, which there always are, right. There's always great stuff about you. Um, that's still going to be you inside. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting. You get to see people on their journeys and she is really scared of going in because she's had a lot of trauma. And I hope that I, I, put a little bug in her head about the somatic work because I think it would be helpful
1: I think so too um
0: but she's got like such a great kind of take she seems really neutral on stuff she's very so carefree balanced. and balanced yeah. and um and I would have done the exact same thing at HSN and I have done the exact same thing so many a times it sounded I'm like,
1: just like you I was like there's yep. just
0: no way if I won't use it I can't sell it there's just no way so, um, I think uh, integrity will continue to build your reputation, and I've seen that mm, for myself yeah. over the two decades I've been in this business. So don't be afraid of having it. And I love, again, hearing more stories of how we can stand up for ourselves. And, like I said, we, why are we what are we really afraid of if If they fire us because we have a boundary, imagine what they were going to do to us. Right, Ooh, you don't even want to be there now. Yeah. As she said, you and by the way, in our work with uh, Doctor with Brian Mahan, is you can't be punitive when you're laying the boundary. It's just you got to have an eloquence to it. It's like, hey, you know, I would really prefer if we could, you know, steer away from those subjects. I feel really uncomfortable talking about those, or I get very um, nervous when we start to discuss those things. It's just my past stuff. I'd really, you know, I'm grateful of you know. Your respect for that, or whatever. There's a way to do it, and lay it down, and um, and I've only had success when I've done it, and I've always been terrified to do it. So I, I I leave you with that. And by the way, again, as we've talked about this before, practice in low low um, consequence moments. So. Try it with some friends. Try it, you know, in places where you're not as afraid of what's going to happen because our livelihood is scary, right? So so maybe that's not your first step, but maybe you start practicing how to be eloquent with laying them down um, in places where the the stakes aren't as high and then build that muscle, as she said, and build that kind of courage. Um, I think this is a really great conversation. And friends, if you want the cliff notes to this episode, because you were on the treadmill, uh, um, you can go to mariamenunos.com and while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter because we're doing great giveaways there. I hear you guys have been loving it, um, from our, uh, from our web team and, um, and don't forget to check out the shop page, which we are constantly working on. Cause there are some things behind the scenes in the web world that make it a little challenging to share everything. Um, so we're only sharing the things that are, are taking you to places that make it easy for you to purchase things because we found a few glitches and, uh, and all of the things on there are my favorite things that I am using and loving. So, um, you know, you can, you can buy it with that, that seal of approval in the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present.